Hey guys, Paul Reddick here. Welcome to the Baseball Dads Podcast. The world of baseball and the youth and especially the high school game is changing so rapidly. These rapid changes are bringing about a lot of confusion, a lot of frustration for today's parents that are trying to bring their son up in the game. So the purpose of this podcast is to use the experience of dads who have already gone through this journey and have navigated it successfully so we could take aim at that confusion and frustration and knock it out. We're going to talk to these dads about what they did right, about what they did wrong, what they would do more of, what they would do less of, and they're going to give you their advice for today's parents that are going through this game. So stay tuned for today's podcast. And make sure you go to BaseballDadsNewsletter.com where you can get a free trial in our monthly Baseball Dads Newsletter. So without any further delay, let's get on to today's show. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to another edition of the Baseball Dads Podcast. And uh, today we have a very special guest. I'm very excited because this is one of uh, my favorite guys on the line, Dr. Alan Ogles. How you doing, Doc? Hey, Paul. How are you? I'm doing great. So why don't you give everybody kind of a, a two-minute clip? Now you are a doctor of love, correct? Right? Or doctor? I right? am a doctor. Uh, family medicine, <laughs> sports medicine doctor in uh, East Central Alabama. Um, uh, grew up in a small town. Graduated from a small town high school um, where baseball really was not a priority. Um, mm-hmm. To say it was a redheaded stepchild um, would would be an understatement. Um, had uh, aspirations of being able to play baseball at Alabama um, was not good enough. Uh, told to go to junior college and come back, but uh, due to academics. Um, I had academic scholarships to Alabama, and so that ended thus ended my baseball career. Um, right. I have two sons, um, Chip, who is now 16 and in the 10th grade, and I have Boyd, who is 13 and in the 8th grade, uh, and they've been playing baseball since they were 6, 7, 8, um, and and it has certainly been a a process um to go from there and um i uh i guess i got connected with you um around the time chip was maybe 9 so 7 yeah. years ago um yeah i can tell you so, it was probably it was uh Probably about 2009 because you were one of the your boys were one of the first kids we put up on the wall of fame, right? And uh, I know we had that up there. So it's funny because I remember like where I was living at the time because we had moved, and I just remember the years and and I know when that was up and and that's when they were. So yeah, probably about six seven. Right. Years so so um, it has been a very long journey. Um, full of ups and downs, full of good days and bad days, um, yeah. and uh, um, hopefully, you know, if, if there's anything that can be learned, uh, maybe somebody will learn what not to do for me. <laughs> uh, well, you have to, your boys are very unique because you have one, one son who's a right-handed pitcher, one son right. who's 
a left-handed pitcher. Yeah, uh, they, they could not be more different. Right. Um, right. Chip <laughs> is um, 5'8", 155 pounds, 16 years old, um, and really has to uh, locate well, have good movement. Um, he wants you to swing the bat. He he wants you to turn line drives into ground balls and pop flies. Um, and um, you know we're we're constantly you know working on different ways to get um, to get batters out. He is he very cerebral kid. Um, mm-hmm. And so, so it's, it's fun to talk, um, anatomy and physiology and mechanics with him and, uh, torque and rotational forces. He just gets that stuff. Um, right. but he is, he, he also, you know, can get frustrated very easily. Uh, and so that balancing act of, 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 what thought to have in his brain without him overthinking on the mound has been something that we're still working through. Right. Um, Boy is yeah. Mongo. Um, he's in the eighth <laughs> grade and 13, and he's 5'10", 190 pounds. Um, and, uh, you know, he, he throws a fastball that the vast majority of the kids his age can't hit, and if they can, he will uh, throw you a slider that'll make you look silly. Um, and you know where his struggles have been have been with control. Um, he can throw it plenty hard. Um, you know, it, it's been hey, let's 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 be around the strike zone. Um, but they're very different personality-wise. They're different in the way they're wired. Um, both of their uh, five, six, sevens um, came out completely different. Uh, oh, wow. Different things that motivate them. Um, yep. So, so it is really. I mean, the, the, there's um, there's such a difference between the two of them that managing that difference has really been one of one of the things that that we've had to. Uh, be very intentional about. Right, right. So, what's been uh, uh, what's been the biggest challenge that you've had? You have a unique perspective of looking at it as a dad, also looking at it as a doctor. What's right. been the biggest challenge you you face in this? Because you're you're kind of toward the the fourth quarter in one boy, and you're right in it, you know, kind of like halftime with your other son. What, exactly. What's the biggest challenge so far in juggling that? You know, the, the biggest challenge personally it ha, has been becoming so emotionally invested in each boy that I literally live and die on every pitch. Right. Um, that, that, that I have, I mean, that it is just so intense, so stressed that I really have to intentionally back up and allow them to play the game. Um, I do very much have the potential to be that dad. Um, You know, I I, I will – 
I, I could I have been known known to either as a coach or as a spectator gnaw on an umpire. Um, right. <laughs> so, you know, I I can be that dad. Um, and, right. And what I found is, and the boys have, you know, we've tried to have a good relationship um, where that we can communicate, and they both, you know, basically said. Dad, you're embarrassing me. Stop. Um, So I've had to develop some coping mechanisms, and that coping mechanism may be taking my chair and going and sitting in right field. Um, But it's 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 me not becoming so emotionally invested that that I'm making myself miserable and making them miserable in the process. Right. Right. And it's a, it's a fine line you walk, you know, it, it, it's, it's, as you know, like there's emotions take over one minute, you can be cool, calm and collected, something happens, that's your son out there. Right. And, you know, uh, emotions will get the best of, of all of us, you know, there's, right. there's it's, uh, you know, no doubt about that. There's, I don't know that there's just a super great answer, um, on how to do that. I wish I had a magic formula where I could say, here, do these steps, and this will avoid you from becoming so emotionally wrapped up in it that that um, that you you just you're making yourself and them miserable. Um, and I think your concept of focusing on the process as opposed to focusing on the results. It's probably as good a thought process as as you can have. Hey, are you competing? Are you hustling? Um, are you giving it your best effort? Do you have a good attitude? Um, are you being a good teammate even if you're having a bad day? Um, you know, focusing on the process, um, I think is is probably as good a way to, to to manage that as as anything. Right. It's a, it, so what 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 I always you know the the toughest part in dealing with dads and with coaches too is that you know I'm sure you're referring to the email I sent out the other day. You know that uh, uh, teach the, teach the process, preach the process, reward the process, talk about the absolutely. Process, talk about so the the, the the thing is that the toughest part. Every dad that we speak to, every coach I know, they know that. It's having the right. discipline. You know, that's the thing. It's, ha- it's, ha- it's, Absolutely. it's having the discipline, and that's where the tough part. That's where, really I, the tough I, part. I read an article a couple of years ago, and, and, I, and I forget who wrote the article, but it's something that I've adopted, and, and you and I have talked about it. Um, baseball beats you up. Yeah. And they know when they've played well, and they know when things have not gone their way and when things are struggling. Well, the last thing they need when they get in the car to go home is me to go to berating them. How? Why did you look at that last called third strike? You know right. you can't look at that called th- third strike. What, what what are you doing here? What are you thinking? I mean, they don't they don't need. I mean, they're already beating themselves up for. They know they're not supposed to look at a called third strike. It happens right. sometimes, though. Uh, strike zones. Well, what, before you go further, before you go further, what I want you to do is is, is tell 
share that four step, those four things you say, because this is this is a thing that every dad should should right. know and do. And this is one of the reasons why I wanted to have you on a guest. Is this is your is your post game uh, routine with your sons? So why don't you just share that? Right, and and this is something we started about two years ago. Um, and so, so after the ball game or after a tournament or after anything, I look at them and I say four things and they know what's coming. I've said it enough to where they know what's right. coming. And the first couple of times it was kind of like, well, okay. And then it kind of got a little jaded and they'd roll their eyes at me and, um, right. and, and, and now they've kind of gotten where they've, they're latching on just a little bit more. But no matter how well they played, no matter the process, no matter the results, no matter anything, these are the four things that I want you to know, regardless. One, I love you. Two, I love to watch you play baseball. Three, I am proud of you. Four, I am very glad you're my son. And then I shut up. The next word that's spoken belongs to them. And they may instantly say, you know, thanks, love you too, Dad, which is rare. But some, every now and then we get those little glimpses. Um <laughs> You know, if they've had a great game, they want to talk about this thing. But if they've had a bad game, they may literally sit in silence. You know, and when you're doing travel ball, you may have an hour, hour and a half, two hours to get back home. They may sit in silence. I mean, absolutely right. nothing for 30 minutes. That's yep. fine. That time belongs to them. They own that time. And And I don't. I mean, when I say I don't speak, I don't speak a word until they initiate. And so if what they initiate is, Dad, I'm hungry. Okay, what would you like to eat? And we go eat. Dad, I want a Gatorade. Okay, fine. What kind of Gatorade would you like? Um, Dad, what would you think about that play? Well, this is, you know, this is what I thought and this is what I saw and, and, hey, you know, you hustled, you did your job, and it was a bang-bang play and could have gone either way. Maybe I thought you were safe, but that's baseball. Um, and then we talk about, you know, hey, did you, are, did you have fun? Did you play your best? Are you getting better? Are you getting good coaching? Are you getting good instruction? Um, but... You know, and I like I said, I cannot sit here and tell you that I'm this guru of parenting because I have really screwed it up more than not. Um, but I kind of adopted that because I could be that dad that as soon as we got in the truck, what were you thinking? That was awful. You can't do that. I mean, you know, right. it's non-productive. Um, and it, and it drives them further away from the game and it drives them further away from you. And, and that's not what we want. I mean, at the end of the day, yes, we would love, I mean, I don't know that there's probably a dad listening that would not just do 
anything for his kid to play Major League Baseball. That would be awesome. Yep. And, and then there's probably dads out there that's going, I would just do anything for my kid to be able to play college baseball. But what I've realized is th- that at least my priority is that at the end of the day, at the end of the season, when they go off to college and when they go get married and have families of their own, what I want more than anything else is relationship with my son. I want my son to call me and say, hey, this is happening. Dad, can I ask your advice? Hey, Dad, we're going to the beach. Do y'all want to go with us? We're going to Colorado. You want to go skiing with us? I want to continue relationship with my sons and and where baseball can be an important part of that, but baseball can also drive a wedge between you and your son if you let it. Yeah. You know, the more I thought about this, what you said, and, I, and it's been on my board here still since our conversation about it, um, it's almost to me like, uh, that those four things you said, they're almost like jumper cables in a car. They're right. there, they're there, they're in the trunk, they're buried under five, you know five hundred things. You don't think about them, so kids don't think about this stuff. But when you need them, boy, you need them, right? <laughs> and when you need them, there's no doubt that you don't you don't need. There's nothing else that can do the job. That right. those jumper cables can do, right? So you're you, but you know they're there. And exactly. And what, what struck me was that the, one of the things we have to leave this game with is knowing that when you need your dad's love, it's, it's there. there. It's there. And when you need it, you need it. No matter, no matter, no. And it's un, It's got to be unconditional. No matter how good or bad you've been. Now, granted, there are going to be times where your boys are going to do dumb stuff. They just, I mean, teenage boys do dumb stuff. Um, yeah. I did it. You did it. We all did it. Um, but but when they do dumb stuff and they find themselves in a pickle. You want to be able there not to be an enabler and and enable the behavior, but to be able to say, okay, I love you enough to help you get out of this situation, even though there may be some consequences. Yep. And even when you've been bad, that does not make me love you any less, nor does right. when you've been good make me love you any more. My love for you is unconditional. Um, and, and there's nothing you can do that's going to make me love you any more or any less. Um, I tell, you know, a lot of times here in my practice, we have parents come in and they're having troubles with their children, boys, girls, whatever. Um, and, and, and I tell them, I said, the two main most important parts of being a parent is unconditional love and positive regard and consistency. So if it gets you in trouble today, it needs to get you in trouble tomorrow. If you reward it today, you need to reward it tomorrow. If those inconsistencies send mixed signals um, to our kids, 
and they need to know that no matter what, you love me, but here here are the standards that we have to set. Um, and 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 as it goes to as it as it ties back into baseball, you know, the standards are not that you go three for five. The standards are not that you have a 1.2 ERA. The standards of are, as you talked about the process, did you prepare well? Did you eat and drink properly before the game? Did you get a good night's sleep last night? Um, were you mentally focused going into the game? Um, did you practice hard last week? Um, did you do the things to make sure that you're mentally prepared? Did you do your pre-pitching warm-up routine? Did you have a good attitude? Were you a good teammate? Did you hustle? You know, and if you, and like you say, I, I really am dialing in on, on that process thing. If you do the things you're supposed to do, some level of success is going to happen. Now, you may yep. get knocked around one day, and that's okay. Um, you get knocked around, fill it back up. Uh, have yep. a good attitude. Don't get down on yourself. Your, your teammate makes an error in the field, it's okay. Come right back in there, fill it back up. Yeah, absolutely. One of the things I also want to talk about um, is that you have a unique set of rules in your home about the variety of things that your sons have to do. Uh, right. And, and so this has been something that I actually have an email that I'm kind of scripting in my head for a newsletter email for later this week where I'm going to basically say, like, hey, th this isn't going to help me, but your son should be playing baseball all the time. <laughs> you know? This doesn't yeah, help my yeah, No, no, that's bad. That. Um, you, but, you, so you, what are those things? The, the the things are, and, and, and one of our goals is, is, is uh, and, and again, this comes from me just being a, a little touch on the insane, um, but, but we're doing our best to raise modern-day Renaissance men, um, and we want them to be good um, gentlemen, um, and, and it's... Um, and I know some of those things sound old-fashioned, but, but we want to raise boys that say yes, sir, and no, sir. Yes, ma'am, and no, yeah. ma'am. That, that pull chairs out for ladies. That open doors for ladies. Um, right. That, that um, if they go pick up a girl at, a, at, at their house, you look dad in the eye and you shake his hand. Um, right. and just, you, you are a gentleman, um, and, and, and you're confident about that. Um, but, uh, but yeah, we have, we have several rules, and I, and I know that, uh, you have people who listen, um, from all walks of life, and, and you and I yep. kind of had this conversation, and this is, this is, you know, this is me. Um, but, you know, the number one thing you have to do, um, at our house, I mean, it's, it's a personal choice. It's a personal decision once you get out of the house. Um, but we, as long as you're in our house, we're going to honor God. We're not going to take right. the Lord's name in vain. 
Um, we're 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 gonna go to church. We're gonna read our Bibles. We're gonna pray. We're gonna bless our food, um, and we're gonna do our best to raise good, godly young men. And they're they're gonna, you know, we're gonna honor God. Um, number two. Um, kind of comes right up under that. We're gonna, you're gonna honor your father and your mother. Um, you're gonna mind. You're not gonna back talk. Um, you're you're gonna do those chores that that are appropriate for you. Um, now we don't load our boys down with chores because they stay pretty busy with the other stuff that they've got going on. But there are a few chores that they have, and hey. We need to we need to honor our mother and speak to our mother and our father uh, with respect and love and kindness. Um, the third thing is is we are going to have high academic standards. Um, they you know it, it, and and every kid is different. Different kids have different academic abilities just like they have different athletic abilities um you know it's it's not fair for me to ask chip to go throw hey man i need you to throw me a 92 mile an hour fastball today that, that it, right. at this point in time in his career that's physically outside his ability to do he can't do that um, but what he can do is make extremely good grades. Um, right, he, absolutely. he's very bright. Um, and, and really and truthfully, his minimum is a 95. Um, right. and, and he keeps it above that minimum. Um, and, and, um, so, so his lowest grade is a 95, and we've adopted it for Boyd. And you know what? Boyd's fallen right in there and, Kept his grades above 95 as well. Um, so that's math, English, algebra, you know, history, whatever. They keep their grades above 95. Uh, you know, that's what's going to pay for them to go to school, and that's what's going to help them make a living uh, when they get out. Um, Chip, right. I mean, Boyd and, and doesn't I think really know would... what he wants to do yet, but Chip wants to go to medical school, do orthopedics, and do shoulders and elbows. Um, if he's going to do that, he's going to have to have good academics. Um, and I think it's safe to say that if one of your we're going to play at least one team sport, you need to learn how to be on a team. Um, and then um, you need to play at least one musical instrument. Um, and so uh, Chip is playing guitar, and we are introducing Boyd to bass, and um, you know. And are you on lead vocals? That, well, yeah, actually, yeah. Um, <laughs> so, so I grew up, you know, grew up playing playing guitar and and singing in a rock band, and I still have a rock band uh, that I sing awesome. and play That's in great. occasionally, and we play old eighties hair metal, and it's a lot of fun. <laughs> um, but we we also have a unique opportunity at at church um, where I'm going to be able to play music and sing with my boys. Um, oh, that's awesome! And and I'm really 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 excited about that um, because that's just one more place where a I get to spend time with them. And B, I get to cultivate relationship with them. 
Um, and, and it's not me pounding them over the head about academics or athletics. Hey, let's, you know, hey, let's go to Guitar Center and go guitar shopping and look around. And so it's, it, music has, has been something very, very good for our family. And so when you take someone who is a gentleman, um, who makes good grades, who, has some athletic abilities, who has some musical abilities, to me that's a good foundation for a well-rounded young man. Absolutely. And so I, I, the themes here, just so because I know how sometimes people take information. Uh, I think you'll agree, Doc. We're not saying uh, run off and pick up guitar and, and make your kids do 95-level grades and, and, and do all that. Well, we're, no. I think what you're trying to say is that, like, if your son's ability was 85, and yeah, instead of doing guitar, he Absolutely. wanted to do karate, you know, yeah, you know, it's, it's, but I think the biggest thing I, I take away from that, especially as, you know, with my, my boys, is that, that re, is having those things that you can do together for Very much so. a, a long time. And that's, you know, uh, I think that's where we're, I, I talked to so many dads and, when they get towards the end and their kids are 16, 17, or even when they're, when it starts like 13, 14, they start moving kind of into high school athletics. They can feel that leaving a little bit and they're, and, right. and, and they could see, wow, this, this time with me and him are coming to an end. So finding those ways that we can connect that can go on, absolutely, you know, kind of forever. So that's awesome. So a couple more questions. Give, give us the big, um, What's the big lesson you've taken away from this whole journey? Um, wow, I mean, so many, so many lessons. Um, I guess if I had to sum up the best lesson and the best piece of advice that I would, I would tell to dads that's the most important is cultivate relationships over performance right um we want our boys to perform um i don't think there's anybody that's that's probably listening to this podcast who does not receive some level of joy for from their sons doing well um i mean which it's just you, you can't help it Testosterone. Um, absolutely, <laughs> and, and you need it, and it's it's good for you. Um, right. Yeah. You know, we'll rub some dirt on it. You know what I mean? Right. Um, but but at the end of the day, okay, what's going to be more important to you, and what's going to be of higher value, is not did your son hit four hundred as a senior in high school. It's going to be after he graduates or after, you know, as he moves through his life and the the apron strings are severed, the umbilical cord is severed, um, does your son seek out relationship with you? Does he still want to have relationship with you? Um, and, yeah. and if at the end of the day, and I, like I said, there would be nothing 
there would be very few things that would make me happier than for my boys to get academic scholarships and be able to walk on and play baseball somewhere. I'd love that. But even if that doesn't happen, the more important thing is as I grow older, do my sons love and respect me and still come to me and say, Dad, how do I handle this? Um, and, and, hey, Dad, I want to spend some time with you. Um, right. That's just, that's just, you know, and it's hard to get to see the forest for the trees sometimes. Um, but that's just way more important. Uh, it is, does my son want to spend time with me as he has those options? Right. Well, I think that's a perfect place to put you put you put that right on the runway, uh, Doc. So I think that's a great uh, uh, way to end it. Um, since you are in the medical profession, if there is anyone in the Alabama area that would like to see you, how could they get in touch with your practice if they are in that oh, area? That's yeah, that's fine. I certainly. Didn't uh, I didn't, you with that. didn't do it for that reason. I I just enjoy shooting the breeze, and I've taken this right, kind of as a good conversation, almost between you and me, just to shoot the breeze. But uh, two five six three five four five zero six four, or they're free to email me at docrock one three at gmail dot com, and you know if uh, you know happy to talk to anybody who's who who's kind of in the same place or maybe uh wonders what it's like and so um it, it's certainly been a joy um even with the trials i wouldn't trade it for anything um but it is um it, it's 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 been a pleasure um the i've, I've learned a lot um, you know, about baseball from watching all the things that you have and, 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 you know, what I commend you for being available to our, to, to us as dads and, and not only being available, but, but now you, I think probably you becoming a father, you, you, we realize, hey, there's more to this than just can you throw a, 92 mile an hour fastball. Can you throw a a sinker? Um, it's you know what what are the relationships that are built um, through this great game of baseball? Um, and I think that's that may be the more important part. Well, Doc, I, that's awesome. Thank you. I appreciate the kind words. Thank you for uh, making the time for us today. Thank you everybody else for listening, and we'll see you on the next episode. Hey guys, it's Paul again. Thanks so much for listening to today's episode. We really hope you got a lot out of it. We have so much more to come for you. And thank you so much for trusting us with your baseball education, also the development with your child. It's something that we take very seriously and really means the world to me and the rest of the staff here at Paul Rick Baseball and Baseball Dads Podcast. So thank you so much. We would love it if you would leave a five-star rating and a great review of this podcast. That's how it helps us get the word out about the podcast so that other dads can share in this information that we need so much. Also, don't forget to go to Baseball Dads Newsletter where you can get a free trial subscription in our Baseball Dads Newsletter. Again, thank you so much for listening to this podcast. I can't tell you what it means to us that you would tune in, and we're just loving bringing this information to you. So, again, thank you so much, and we'll see you on the next show. 
Hey, it's Paul Reddick. Thanks so much for listening to the show. I really appreciate it. I wanted to let you know I have a new book out specifically for baseball dads, and I would love for you to check it out. You can go to baseballdadsbook.com. All the information is there and a pretty good discount for our podcast listeners. So again, it's baseballdadsbook.com. Thanks.